Hello, and welcome to the Riverdale High AV Club. I'm Ezra. And I'm Megan. And we are here to bring you all things Veronica. Veronica! This week it's Veronica. Lodge, she... specifically. Yes. Oh, I thought you were talking about Veronica from Heather's. No, I thought I was talking about the Veronica from that one Elvis Costello song, Veronica. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's who you thought you were talking about? That's who I thought I was talking about. That's reasonable. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's Veronica Lodge we're talking about today. Yeah, once again, in celebration of our one-year anniversary, we're talking about the big three. Yes, America's favorite brunette. <laughs> It's true. Probably. They need one of each hair color in the big three. Oh, yeah. Redhead, blonde, and brown. Those are the three hair colors. The three hair colors. Mm Mm-hmm. Although, is Veronica's hair brown or is it black? See, that's what I was about to say. We've (laughs) talked about this because they're always talking about about how she's like a brunette, but it's clearly like raven-haired. Yeah. Like, even but, get, like, the blue shine. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because we have talked about this because, like, there's background characters with brown hair that's actually brown, but none of but the no main me- characters have brown hair. Yes. Is yeah, brown that's hair right. harder to draw or something? Um, maybe it, maybe it, 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 like, pops less, you know? Yeah. We'll have it's to, when we striking. interview someone from Big Archie, we'll have to ask about that. Mm-hmm. It's like how anime characters always have, like, purple hair and stuff yes. like that. It's the same idea, except we're American, so exciting hair for us is black. Ooh. Ooh. Luscious raven hair. Mm-hmm. Locks of raven hair tumbling, flowing, <laughs> yes. falling. Yeah. That's Veronica for you. You betcha. Tumbling raven hair. If I may, I'd like to start real quick. Since we- Oh, yeah. At the beginning of the Betty episode, we started with, like, the little type-up from Victor Gorlick. Oh, um, good. Yes. Who, who? You found out. Yeah, please tell us. I looked up after the last episode to make sure I wasn't talking out of my butt. <laughs> and he was the editor-in-chief at Archie Comics for 60 years. Good God. And actually passed away earlier this year. Ah, oh, rip, Vic. Yeah. But yeah, he did another type up, just kind of like who he thinks Veronica is. I won't say who and Veronica is. he would is. know. <laughs> he would know. Probably one of the most experienced people in the world. Probably. He's probably one of the few people who could say they're an expert on Veronica Lodge. Yes. I think you and I could probably say that too, man. That is true. I do Without have tooting business our own cards horn. that say that. Yeah. Oh, I remember when you got those made up when you were 13. Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> you started handing them out to new job, uh, new uh, employers and stuff. Yeah. Like, All right, they were mind. like, welcome to the team at McDonald's, Megan. And I was like, here's my <laughs> business card. Veronica Lodge expert. <laughs> okay. All right. So here's what Vic Gorlick thinks of Veronica Lodge. Yes. I must know. If you live next door to Veronica Lodge, you're probably very rich. <laughs> A I'm good glad start, he right? started it in the same way as, like, the Betty one. Oh, I know, right? It's like, with Betty, she's, like, the girl next door. And Veronica, he's like, you're loaded. Yeah, because literally, <laughs> they clearly live on a hill in the middle of nowhere. And by next door, he means 17 miles away. As, yeah, as Although it could only be. sometimes she lives, like, right downtown. Anyways. Veronica is not only incredibly wealthy, she's a sophisticated, beautiful, and sexy brunette. Whoa, sexy. For the most part. Oh, I'm sorry. Who, for the most part. 
was like, damn, qualifying that. As Archie Andrews wrapped around her little finger, it really does change that. Yeah. Her best friend, Betty Cooper, is also her rival for Archie's undivided attention. However, Veronica, with all her good looks, money, expensive wardrobe, fancy cars, and flirtatious personality, has no problem reeling Archie in when she decides to go fishing. Veronica has always been close to her multi-million... I'm sorry, multi-millionaire father, Hiram Lodge, and his wallet, but he's not a pushover. He's definitely a billionaire, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't know when he wrote this, but uh, there probably were, like, two billionaires or something like that. He's not a pushover when it comes to giving his daughter money, as he keeps a close eye on her spending. Despite the fact that Mr. Lodge has provided a very privileged life for Veronica, he insists that she attends public schools rather than private institutions. Mr. Lodge thinks that, in this way, Veronica is exposed to a more diverse group of students and is hopefully developing some lasting friendships. I do appreciate that. Honestly, yeah. She I feel never like she would have met Betty. Exact yeah, she would have been a very different character. And honestly, I think. Betty is probably the best influence on anyone in any Riverdale situation. Oh yeah. Her She's and Betty. Like literally the conscience of the group most of the time. Yeah. It's okay. The Mias are cute. Okay. Uh when it comes to fashion, Veronica is the trendsetter at Riverdale High. However, it's not easy to keep up with her wardrobe. Back-to-school clothes shopping for the classy brunette usually means a trip on the Lodge private jet to Paris with her mother. Reasonable. Yeah. The only person who is able to compete with Veronica's expensive wardrobe is her BFF, Betty. She may not be able to shop in Paris, but when she fashions her own clothes, she can make them look like a million dollars. While Betty believes that money can't buy you love, Veronica adds, it certainly can't hurt. I mean, that is accurate. Right? Like, I... There's there's some things in that that I was like... Well, we're talking a lot about Hiram Lodge right now. Yeah. But I, I do quite like that they kind of... I don't know. He felt, I felt like he captured her pretty decently in that little type yeah. up. No, I like that. One of the things that I thought was interesting, too, in, like, doing a little bit of thinking about Veronica is that... And I'm sure you've realized this, her origin story always changes. Yeah, I actually made a note on that to talk about later. Because according to her Wikipedia page, she has three different origin stories that are slightly different. Um, Interesting. And we could actually talk about those now if we want. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, because I know there's the one where she moves to Riverdale as a little girl. I don't know that one. So that wasn't on the Wikipedia page. Because she is in Riverdale as a little Veronica. Right. I just feel like I read a little Archie comic long yeah. ago where it was like, you know, Veronica moves to town or something. Do you think Lil Archie is an alternate timeline? You know, maybe. So It could be like young Looney Tunes. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's an alternate timeline. But... Sure. Why not? <laughs> Why not? But uh, according to her Wikipedia, she has um, her first three appearances... Are they each have like, or I guess in the three early comics, she has like a different introduction. Okay. So there's one from Pep Comics 26, April 1942. Okay. In which she moves to Riverdale with her family, and her father is referred to as Moneybags Lodge of Beacon Hill. That's right. And he was like a senator, right? Well, in a different comic, she moves to Riverdale from Boston. Oh. Where her father is referred to as a big shot Boston politician, Burton K. Lodge. 
Whoa. Yeah. And that okay. was from Pep number 31, 1942, uh, September 1942. So later that year. And then in Archie Comics number one, which is just cited as winter of 1942, <laughs> is the um, origin story you probably remember from the Archie Americana series. Archie writes a letter, like a love letter to her in class because she's like in the society columns is like, a, they keep oh. calling her a sibdib. Oh. Yes, I do remember that. And uh, he like throws it down in class when Miss Grundy calls on him and then Jughead's like, oh, I'll mail this letter. Yes, yes. And then she's like, oh, this little country boy invited me to a dance. I'll go. It'll be hilarious. Yes. And then okay. she gets poison ivy and then I guess moves to Riverdale somehow. It's not really clear why she moved I to Riverdale. I forgot about the poison ivy part. Yeah, yeah, so I guess to summarize for our, our listeners who haven't read this comic, um, Archie wrote this letter to Veronica. Jughead mailed it. Archie was like, you idiot, that wasn't supposed to get mailed. It was just a right. fantasy letter. And he asks Betty to go to the dance with him. But then Veronica accepts, and he's like, what the fuck? So oh, he does classic. the classic two dates Archie thing where he makes Jughead pick her up. And he's like, get her a corsage. Uh, but he makes a corsage out of plants he picked at the cemetery, That's which is right. weird. Okay. Someone, like, moves in to smell the bouquet. <laughs> well, they're at the dance, and she's, like, super hot and shows up in, like, you know, big thigh slit and mm -hmm. looking all big city New York girl. Got, like, probably, uh, like, a big fur wrap around <laughs> her or something. Every boy wants to dance with her constantly. And Lots then, of boings uh, going on. Miss Grundy is like, you need to talk to that girl. She's dressed so scantily to Mr. Weatherby. And then he goes and she's like, oh, you're the principal. You want to dance with me? Yeah, she like straight up flirts with yeah, Mr. Weatherby. Yeah, she's like, oh, you adorable little man. Let me dance with you. <laughs> and that was the cre creepy looking Mr. Weatherby with like a <laughs> single tooth. Oh, God, yeah. Well, then she, like, is introduced to Miss Grundy, and Miss Grundy's like, get away from me, your corsage is made of poison ivy. That's what it was. And then Veronica okay. and every boy at school has poison ivy. <laughs> it's pretty good shit, uh, honestly. But then it's she moves good. to Riverdale, and it's unclear. I think for, like, revenge on Archie, she wants to, like, fuck him up, oh. but then, I, I was gonna know. say that she was just so smitten with this foolish, red-headed farm boy, I guess. I that... guess. I mean, that, that he's boy, like, I but... think there was a thing about her having to, like, be in the hospital for her poison ivy, and then... Whoa. I don't know. Is she allergic? I mean, I aren't know. we all... I mean, that's If you fair. wore it as a corsage for many hours, though, I could see how that would be a bad infection. That's a good point. Oh, also, before I forget, yes. um, just so you know, in case you didn't, uh, and also our listeners know, in case I haven't said it before... Pep Comics number 26 was actually her very first appearance. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, so she was uh, she was right there. Nice. Yeah. So, are you Ooh. up for a game? Ooh, yes I am. I have prepared another round of uh, Through the Ages. This okay. time it's Veronica. Hell yeah. I've got my little notepad. I'm writing down the decades now. Perfect. Yep, same rules as last week. I have prepared... Six summaries for you. Okay. Slightly briefer than the unnamed game summaries. Okay. One from each era of Archie Comics, 40s through the 90s. Nice. Okay, so, cool. I will read a summary to you. You can guess what era it's from. If you get it right, yay. If you get it wrong, you can guess again after the next summary. If I get it right, 
I can take a sip of coffee. If I <laughs> yes. get it wrong, I, I can't take a sip of coffee. into your mug of coffee. Oh. oh. <laughs> You're generating okay. coffee now, I guess. I was going to say, I was like, am I just sipping the coffee and you then just spitting it, it back? <laughs> Uh, sure. Just hold it in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed to drink coffee. You can just. How sip am I going to talk? Then? <laughs> you're not. This is a one-person podcast now. All right. Okay. Cool. I need to tell this you, is, this I'm tired your, uh, of all you're talking. I was going to say, yeah, this is how you decide to tell me yeah. that I'm off the show. <laughs> you're just going to take all the sound bites from me from all the episodes I mean, you have. I probably could go pretty far with that. Totally. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I I am trying to figure out which decade the comic is, correct? Yes. Okay, so cool. we're starting with bookmark. Okay. Archie sees Veronica placing a love note in a library book and putting it on the shelf. How Wait, he how knows he know it's, it's a love, love note, note yeah. is unclear. But okay, she like puts cool. this book on the shelf and he's like, hey, I saw you put a love note in that book. And she's like, it's for Betty. And he was like, what? And she's like, yeah. I'm in love with her. I've been playing this sick prank on her, where I pretend I'm her secret admirer, and oh, I'm like God. a handsome boy that loves her, and it's hilarious. She's so yeah, into real this funny. fake guy I made up. Oh boy. Uh-huh. That always works well. You know, that's always a good idea. Archie is horrified by this behavior, and Ron tells him not to be a jerk. Oh. What she means by yeah, that, I Archie. don't know. Don't be a jerk, Archie. So and they tell- watch... Uh. From behind the bookshelves as Betty leaves her own note and Ron's like, oh, I'm going to read this juicy note she left for this guy. Archie's like, stop, this is a horrible invasion of privacy. And she's like, (laughs) fuck you, I don't care what you think. It sounds about right. Yeah. So she's like, okay, just because you're whining so much about it, I'll leave her a brush off note ending this communication. And that'll crush her real good. Hilarious. God, Veronica. (laughs) Not a good Veronica. She's your friend. Archie doesn't like that and decides to take matters into his own hands. There is a handsome new boy in town that he met recently. So he goes to this guy and tells him the whole scheme, convincing him to play the part of the letter writer to keep Betty's heart from being crushed. The next day, Ron is watching- This seems meaner somehow. Well, I know, because he's talking to this guy and he's like, I don't know, should I lie to the first girl I meet in town? And Archie's like, you'll prevent her from more heartbreak. He's like, okay. So the next day, Ron is watching, excited to see Betty read the note and be crushed. As she reaches for the book on the bookshelf, handsome new boy stops her. And he's like, I'm tired of writing letters. I think I'm over my shyness. And she's like, oh. Oh my god. Uh, Veronica. What if in the letters he never said he was shy? (laughs) Yeah. She's just like, what? (laughs) Veronica is pissed. Uh, that this imposter is moving in on Betty, and Archie's like, well, Betty doesn't think he's an imposter, so I guess it's fine. Yeah, I and guess. And we end with Betty being like, am I really the first friend you've made in town? And the guy's like, well, maybe I have one other, and he, like, winks at Archie as they leave. That grosses me out, man. Right, dude? That ending sucks. <laughs> yeah. So, bookmark. What is this era from? Oh, God. Okay, so we've got the 40s through the 90s, 90s, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So there's... I'm trying to, like, see if there's anything indicative of the era. Mm-hmm. So... I'm gonna... I'm, I'm gonna just have to guess with this one, I think. Yeah. Um, well, you don't have anything else to base it off of. Right. 
Right. I'm going to go with 60s. You got it. Whoa, that was just literally a shot in the dark. Yeah, nice job. Thank you. That is Betty and Veronica number 90, June of 1963. Okay, nice. Okay, We got some old school super bitch Veronica. (laughs) Was that like some of that Harry Lucy art or something? I think so. Nice. I read a lot of Veronica comics, so it's hard (laughs) to blur together. Okay, next up, Health Nuts. I'm sorry, wait, what? Health Nuts. Oh, I thought you said Health Nuts, and I was like, (laughs) what? What's that? Now, in this one, Veronica's help. No. Uh, (laughs) She's helping a sentient walnut make its way to a nut convention. Anyway. So, Betty and Veronica are walking. You know, on down that street they always walk down. Yeah, the Betty one. is responding with incredulity that Veronica is going to join a health club. Why would you do such a thing, Veronica? You have endless amenities in your own home. You got it's not a bad point, masseuses. You have exercise rooms. You have a pool. You can do anything. And Veronica is like, "Don't be stupid. It's the in thing to do." Everyone who's okay. anyone joins health clubs, and Betty's like, I know, and Veronica's like, yeah, uh-huh, that's accurate. That's my point. <laughs> I think she literally says, my point stands. Oof. Uh, so they go to the health club. Real good friends. <laughs> the lady's like, oh, I'll get you two applications, and Veronica's like, oh no, just me. The poor couldn't afford this. <laughs> yeah. Betty then asks the woman to explain what improvements they'll be making to Ron. Wait, it's it's not like like a body shop where you take your Is car. Is it though? Because the woman explains they will get uh, rid of all of her ugly fat, her skin whoa. will clear up, and her hips and teehee caboose will be trimmed up by at least an inch or so. How can you guarantee all this? Also... It's fucking Veronica Lodge. Like, as if body image wasn't enough of a problem for people. Seriously. Like, I'm looking sex at her... icon Veronica is suddenly right. fat and ugly. I'm looking at her on the cover of this Art of Betty and Veronica, and it's like literally a Barbie figure. Yeah. Like, physically impossible to look like this. So Ron... And yet they're like, get rid of that flab, Ron. <laughs> Ron is uh, increasingly angry, and Betty is just yeah, like I would be. eating it up in the background. Uh, she's like, "Wow, you guys sound like real miracle workers." And the woman's like, "Oh, we are." My God, uh, I love this. We then cut to Ron storming into her house, demanding that her father buy the health club for her. He's yeah, like, yeah, "To shut it you, down." What do you want to do with the whole health club? And she says, "Close it." See? In yeah. Giant all caps red letters and she's Ooh. making this like choking motion almost where oh, she's yeah. like, the, like the anger hunch. Yeah. yeah. And uh Betty's in the background just laughing. So that's that comic. I love that. That's it? Okay. That is the whole thing, yes. What um, is uh what era is uh Health Nuts from? So I'm gonna guess this is from the eighties. You got it. Yes. This is uh from Betty and Veronica number three hundred and two, February okay. of nineteen eighty one. Nice. I it, yeah. I I just had to picture them in leg warmers. And yeah. It was perfect. Okay. So what I left out is that the woman who works at the health club is wearing a leotard, but it there has like a collared top. So she's sitting what? at this table, and it looks like she's in a shirt with a collar. And then she stands up, 
<laughs> to talk about how they're gonna like get rid of all Ron's fat. Oh my god! She's wearing a fucking leotard. Like, Yo, okay, dude. dude. It's like she fucking predicted the future with that shit, faking that you're all dressed up for a Zoom call <laughs> yeah. or something. I like started writing that in, and I was like, no, no. Then he'll know it's from the eighties. Because at no other point did people wear leotards. Seriously. Okay, next comic. Nobody's Dummy. You'll know this one. Wait, yeah. Veronica needs a model for her dressmaking class and wants Archie to do it. It's great because the first panel, Veronica's sitting there and she's like, you always say you die for me, but you're never actually willing to do it. And he's like, oh my "Uh." god. <laughs> um, so he refuses to be her dummy. That's why you don't say that shit to people, Archie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he'll get her a mannequin to use instead. He rushes off to get one, and hijinks ensue on his way back to school. Mm-hmm. He throws this it in the, the back of his car. He hits a bump. It flies out of the car. Arm breaks off. This woman's looking out the window. And she's like, "Oh God, this man's hit a woman." And then he's like, I'll put her arm back on with this hammer, and starts, like, hammering her. Yeah. And the woman's like, oh god, he's beating her with a hammer. So the cops are called in, and this is the comic with that super trigger-happy cop. Oh, yeah. It's like, can I shoot him? Can I just shoot him? Oh my god. Uh, at the so school, weird. we have another very prolonged comedy of errors where, like, Mr. Weatherby is like, why do you have a dummy? We're gonna put it in this closet. And then they, like, take the dummy out of the closet. And then there's a, a woman ducks in to, like, fix her pantyhose. And then the cops are like, where's this dummy? Mr. Weatherby's like, here's a dummy in this closet, but it's a real woman. He doesn't need, like, grab her <laughs> whole leg. Well, she's, like, got her skirt hiked up to, like, pull up her, her hose. And he opens oh, the right. door, and she's like, you whoop, and, like, hits him. Oof. Meanwhile, the dummy, Archie puts the dummy in a room behind a screen. Miss mm-hmm. Grundy is in the room and thinks he's kissing Veronica. Right, um, right. So she hides in the room to spy on Veronica, I guess. Never got that Meanwhile, part of it. real Veronica is like, oh, Betty, can you go grab the dummy from the other room? Betty comes in. There's a spider on the dummy. She's stabs it with the scissors yep. Miss Grundy thinks she's killed Veronica and the thinks, most efficient way to kill a spider I know. stabbing it with scissors well she also was like ugh there's a spider on the dummy <laughs> and I just love that like statement but Miss Grundy <laughs> didn't hear that I guess I don't know no so then yeah. Mr. Weatherby comes in the room and he's like here's the dummy but it's Miss Grundy fainted on the ground my god okay Finally, they find Veronica and Betty working on a dress on a body, and they're like, oh, this is the dummy. I'll prove it by stabbing it with this pin. But it's Jughead! Oh my Christ. And they're like, the real dummy was the wrong size, so we're using Jughead. Uh, Good God. And then okay. we end with the cop allowing the trigger-happy cop to shoot the dummy. Right. Uh, he's like, can I shoot it finally? He's like, yes, now you could shoot. And then he like shoots and there's no bullets in his gun ha 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 and that's the go the goke the gag (laughs) that's the joke so that was a lot of of content for very little payoff (laughs) the archie story (laughs) yeah so what era is that one from uh that one is 40s that That is the 40s yeah that That is uh is one of my 
all-time favorites because of how batshit insane it is. I know. Like, it was so hard like, to summarize all that shit. Yeah, dude. I Just, like, what? what's up with the cop? Like, why are the cops characters, <laughs> Why are the even? cops involved at all? I don't know. And then why is that... Why is it a fun character trait for a cop to be have that he just wants to shoot something so bad? Well, and also, like, at the end, he, like, shoots a dummy and he doesn't have bullets in his gun. And he's like, when can I start loading my gun? And it's like, why is this a joke? I don't know what this is supposed to be. Right. Like, was there... Like, are we missing some context or something? Yeah. Like, is there some hilarious, like, Laurel and Hardy sketch about, like... Maybe. I don't know, a cop with no bullets in his gun ha, and then ha, ha. shooting Joe. I, like, I, I don't get it. I don't um, know. Okay. So that was originally printed in Pep Comics number 64, okay. November of 1947. Oh, wow. 47. So, next up, we have the one and only... Veronica. Isn't that like a Henry Winkler movie, movie <laughs> or something? You know these titles just come out of their random title generator. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Veronica is wearing a new original dress, fresh out of Paris. Uh, Jughead points out that Midge is wearing the same dress. Veronica is okay. like, well, that's a cheap copy of my dress. And Jughead is like, it doesn't matter, they look the same. Yeah. Huh? Uh, Veronica sees his point. <laughs> And decides that she must become an original original. Does she say that? She does. I have it in quotes. Okay. okay. Um, she, I've just never heard that. She goes to an art store and asks to buy canvas by the yard. And the art store is like, what are you fucking talking about? Go to the camping store? Um, boat store or something? And buys like okay. canvas there? Oh, and for then like she a sale, it, I guess? Yeah, and then she takes it too. Which also, you can definitely buy canvas not on a frame. Like, artists oh, yeah. hang their own canvases. Anyways, oh, yeah. so she then takes it to a tailor who's like, I can't make a dress out of canvas. And she's like, just tell me how much it'll cost. Nope, okay, you wicked can, though. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> she takes it to Chuck to paint a design on it. And there's this weird panel where he's like, put it on and I'll get started. And she's like, not while I'm wearing it. Uh, like, yeah, It's Chuck. like, is that a weird, like, what is that? Okay. I don't know. That just seems like it's common sense, though, man. Well, then there's like a, a reaction where he's like, huh. Like, was that a sex joke or something? You like wanted to, I don't know. It was weird. He wanted to paint her. <laughs> yeah. Um... He yeah, makes a beautiful weird. design, and Veronica wears it around school, and it's all the rage with her new look. Everyone's talking about how original it is. But mm -hmm. we see the other girls thinking, oh, wasn't my dad gonna replace his old boat sail? Uh-oh, they're getting ideas. Oh my god. Because all the fucking girls in Riverdale have boat dads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the dress is ruined in the rain. What? Veronica takes it back to Chuck, and he's like, I guess I shouldn't have used watercolor. On canvas, you used watercolor? Yeah. What are you talking about, Chuck? Chuck, have you ever painted? You idiot. Uh, <laughs> he creates Chuck. a new design, this time with an airbrush. Back at school, Good. Veronica is in her beautiful new dress, and she tells Jughead, now she really is original. And he says, well, you were. Meanwhile... All the girls at school are wearing airbrush dresses. 
And Chuck comes and he's like, Veronica, you're making me so much money with this incredibly original idea. And she's like, not anymore, Chucky dear. Not anymore. I mean, the yeah, the idea is still original. They copied. <laughs> yep. Veronica, you were the original. Okay. Yeah. That's it, though, That's I'm guessing. It, yeah. All right. Well, Veronica, once again, hoist on her own petard. <laughs> yeah. Fashion-wise. Um... It's like it's like in Mean Girls when they cut the holes out of Regina George's yeah. tank top or whatever. And, yeah, and she's like, yeah. Eh. So I have, I, I, I am able to know that this is not the 50s because yeah. Chuck is in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, which means it's got to be either the 70s or the 90s. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the 70s. You are incorrect. I'm incorrect. Okay. Well, I, I know it's the 90s, so I'm just going to go ahead and... Mark that down. Uh, okay. You don't have to Because, I mean, I know it's not the 50s, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Wow. So next up, we have Patch Match. Oh, wait. Let me, since you guessed that's the 90s. Um, that is from Veronica number 81. Oh, yeah. November okay. of 1998. Oh, okay. Nice. All right. So back to Patch Match. Veronica wants to hang out with Archie. But Betty has to sew his patches on his jacket while he stands there wearing it. <laughs> that old chestnut. Uh-huh. We all experienced this at some We've point. We've all been on the... Want to go on a date, but need to get your patches sewn yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Betty and Archie are, like, inside, I guess, Betty's house, and Veronica's standing outside the window talking to them, like... Wait. <laughs> it's very weird. <laughs> Is uh, the window's open though, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> they like lean out the window to talk to her. Um, I do love that vibe. I know. Betty's like, well, I think Archie's like, there's only five more, and she's like, five more minutes, and he's like, no, five more patches. Betty's Yo, what's like, with your jacket? It'll Arch? take me at least two hours. Yo, um, Betty. <laughs> Veronica decides to beat Betty at her own game, and asks her dad if she can run one of the guys and gal boutiques that he owns in town wow this seems like a really roundabout way to get what she wants that's a great idea and she gets right to work Mm -hmm. she immediately orders a bunch of patches runs a hot special on patches and calls archie right away to tell him the good news i guess this is all happening the same day right because archie's like still at betty's house when she calls him like getting i mean he's like i'll get these patches sewn on and head right over it's all taken. I love that she <laughs> was able to run home, talk to her dad, be given a store, and start a patch special know, in less than two the hours. Patches today, uh, real quick, I wanted to see or ask what kind of patches we're talking about. Like, are these cool designs, or are they just like just patches? Uh, I think they're designs. I didn't pay super close attention to them. Okay. Designs makes more sense. I was assuming Archie's jacket was, like, falling apart. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, needed... yeah, They're, like, design patches. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. They're not falling apart. I It's gotcha. not, like, cloth squares. Right. That's what I was, like, hobo-ass <laughs> Archie jacket here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Wait, please continue. So she calls Archie, tells him there's a sale on patches, and <clears> that <throat> you is buy one, I know one, the way to free, this man's heart. And they're sewn on for free. So Betty that's won't pretty, be sewing no patches on deal. Archie. I know, that is yeah. a good deal. I would do that. Um, She also tells him to charge all the patches he wants. So is she giving him these patches? Presumably. Uh, but it's all just a ploy. 
crowds are running to the the store, holding their money in like their fists, like, "Well, patches, gotta buy patches." Okay. So later on, sure. Veronica and Archie are like at her house hanging out, and her dad mm-hmm. is like. Veronica, the profits of the shop you took over increased by 50%. And then he tells her he knew that that frivolous head of hers contained the shrewd lodge brain. There's a lot in that sentence, huh? Yeah, and she's just like, thank you, daddy. Uh, Of course. And then he's like, okay, I'm flying you out to all the other branches now to give advice. You're leaving at this moment. (laughs) <laughs> like, what a shitty person. I know. Like, isn't she a student? How far away are these branches? Is it a school night, Hiram? <laughs> yeah. So she's like, that'll really put a kibosh in my relationship with Archie. And Betty is like, don't worry, I'll take care of him. Oh boy, alright. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so um, when is a patch match from... I'm going to guess, just because of the weirdly specific patch fashion, that (laughs) it's the 70s. It is the 70s, yes. Okay. Which means the 50s are left. I would would still like to hear the comment. (laughs) I would be sad if I just didn't read it to you. Yeah, because fuck that. Patch match, by the way, is from Betty and Veronica 198, June Mm -hmm. of 1972. Okay, nice. All right. Now, this is another one you probably remember. It's called... Rhyme nor reason. Okay. The title doesn't ring a bell. Reggie comes up to Veronica, who is entering a contest to finish writing a jingle for Deal Soap. Reggie says Betty will win first prize because she's the best at poetry. (laughs) Yep, you know this one. I remember now, yeah. (laughs) Veronica's like, yeah, I guess so. Reggie is uh, reading over the rules, and he realizes that two entries will disqualify you. So he and Veronica come up with a dumb entry for Betty, mailing it off in her name to ruin her chance mm. of winning. The fucking best friends. I man. know, right? So sweet. So as Veronica is putting it in the mail, Archie comes up. He's like, oh, oh mailing Betty's entry. Or he tells her that he's mailing Betty's entry for her. And Ron's like, oh, let me do it. And she's all excited and puts it in the mailbox. He's like, ha ha, I erased Betty's name and put yours so you'll win. And what she's a gross like, boy. what the fuck, dude? That's two entries for me. I'm disqualified now. The following week, Jughead runs up to Veronica. He's like, great news. Betty won the contest. And she's like, but that line she wrote is so dumb. And he's like, they thought it was hilarious. And <laughs> all over town, she hears the jingle. Deal so. It does the job. If you don't use it, then you're a slob. Oh my god. Rubbing it in her face that she was defeated by her own maliciousness. Yeah. I feel like a lot of uh, Veronica's stories end with, like, her evil plan blowing up in her face. Yeah. And of course, this comic was from Betty and Veronica number 27, November of 1956. Okay. And the what? Yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say that Archie in that one drives me crazy well, like, every time. What the fuck, dude? You're like... Seriously. Betty's like, hey, I, I've got a contest entry. He probably offered to mail it, too. She probably didn't ask him to. Probably, honestly. And yeah. then he's like, hey, 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 I'm just going to put my other girlfriend's name on this. Also... Right? Did he just assume Veronica wouldn't enter? Probably. It's... Again, like, doesn't think much of these women. Yeah. So, reading all these Veronica comics, I and I know we talked about this with Betty, that 
Betty's characterization was pretty nothing. She just was like, good, nice girl trope. And Veronica really right. was just mean girl trope for a very she long really time. Was. Yeah. I think it wasn't until she got her own series in the 90s? 2000s? No, the 90s. Yeah. Uh, it's it 90s, was 18, I 1989. I looked it up. It's when the Veronica oh, okay. series started. And I okay. really don't think she had much characterization beyond that. But something else I, I was... noticed is that where Cheryl Blossom, I feel like her whole thing is that she just is always like on top. Like sure. she fucks shit up and ruins it. And then she's just like, <laughs> it's fine though. I'm fine with yeah. this. I'm fully confident always. I feel like right. Veronica's is that she's always on the bottom. Like she tries to like enter yeah. this contest and she like gets screwed over and disqualified. I mean, and that was bad. Like she did a bad right. thing. But then she um she tries to be an original dress and that, you know, backfires and she's not really original actually. It's like low key. She tries to join a health club and this woman like calls her fat and ugly. And she really is the butt of the joke uh, a lot yeah, of the time. Yeah, and I feel like it's that demonization of women where they're like, look at this khaki rich bitch over here. Let's right. take her down a peg or two. And Betty always wins like... because she's so mild-mannered and nice all the time. Exactly. And like, and I mean, I you've me... got Veronica, who's this like confident, yeah. strong, and in power woman. So like, she just is constantly getting needs to be knocked down yeah and i feel like they just did that for a long time like some of the early mm -hmm. ones weren't as bad because she wasn't like i don't know the comp like it was also it's hard to find com early comics about betty or veronica they're right. all they about archie really, yeah they were starring characters which is why like than... you know that body dummy one it's really an archie comic and right. the same with betty's comic from the 40s where it was like just about archie being a dick and Betty being sad about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of the early storylines involving them. Do, how many Archie comics do you think pass the Bechdel test? Oh, God. Seven? Because, <laughs> like, for oh, our listeners like that aren't familiar total. with it, it's oh, used yeah. for movies, the Bechdel test. You pass it if two women characters have a conversation that is not about a man. Yeah. Many and, uh, movies fail this test, and I would guess that many Archie comics do too. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Like, now, I mean, with, like that's such the such the focus of the comics. Read. It itself is just like relationships, and mm -hmm. I think especially in the, one the early and only, ones. No two women talked. Uh, Patch. I know. Match, I was trying to. Archie was in every conversation. Like, uh. Sure, Yeah, I was trying to think of any that I read last night. Oh, yeah. And I mean, they're talking about, like, exercise, which... They don't specifically which... mention men, but there's yeah. an implication there that you gotta look hot for your man. Right. It's still, like, a, uh, I don't know, a sexist element of society. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like Archie ain't and... joining no health club. No, right, exactly. All the comics with Archie working out, it's about how good he is at it. You know, or about or how he, he hates working out, and then Betty's like, "Jog with me once a morning," and then right. I don't know. Which again, Betty being the mild mannered good girl. I mean, part of the thing, like to your point, mm -hmm. I was realizing last night when I was just thinking about Veronica is that once, like, I didn't real, I didn't do the research, but I was thinking like, you know, it does seem kind of like the '90s that she started. I don't know becoming more of a main character kind of yeah. character and to me it was also that i 
it it seemed like earlier that she had her own series. I didn't realize it was only, it wasn't until 1989 because that's like yeah. criminal. But it seemed like a lot of the stories started to move more towards. I mean, that's when you get, I think you start to get, like, Life with Archie and stuff like that, where it's, like, the weird adventure plot lines Life where... Life with Archie is older. Is it? Okay. Yeah, I think that started in the 50s or 60s. I'm just thinking of, like, the weird adventure stories where they, you know, mm-hmm. end up on Walrus Graveyard Island or... <laughs> yeah. You know, Veronica oh, yeah. goes to Central America and climbs Chichen Itza, mm-hmm. and it's like... It's not focused around this kind of, like, petty high school squabble. Yeah. So you're making these real stories, quote-unquote real, stories where these characters actually kind of need to be likable. Yeah. And I think part of that, too, is that they introduced Cheryl Blossom, so they had this character who could fill the Veronica role without having to, like, villainize Veronica again or something. And, you know, she's... Veronica, I don't know, like, Cheryl Blossom always ends her comics like, fuck yeah, look at me, I rock. And Veronica Mm -hmm. never does. And it's like, why does she get screwed, man? Justice for Veronica. Yeah, it's it's some bullshit. I also really wanted to talk about the Veronica-Jughead relationship. Because they're real aggro with each other sometimes, and it's weird. Yes, they are. Like, this one, the one and only original dress thing he's like fuck your paris original nobody cares you're riverdale i think she says something about like is the the mona lisa better you know like the original better than like a printed off piece of paper and he's like who can afford to go to paris to see it oh my god jughead that's not the fucking point he has always seemed to have a certain disdain for veronica which isn't always present Mm -mm. and i can't speak to the modern jughead but I don't know, maybe it's he's just anti-capitalist. <laughs> I, I mean, I think part of it is he, I mean, you know, he's Archie's best friend. Yeah. And he's she also Betty's best friend. And he clearly likes Betty for Archie more and likes Betty more. So I think, yeah. and not saying it's fair or reasonable because it's a shitty reason to have a problem with someone is that, you know you prefer someone else to date your best friend like but like it that's seems my like you guess can't separate veronica from archie and see her as her own person yeah i would agree with that which yeah. is like ironic when it's we're talking about jughead who's like so anti-relationship but he can't see her out of the trappings of one yeah like he can only view her in relation to a romantic relationship with Archie or and again like without really any justification as far as I know as like a spoiled rich girl yeah. which it's like she is but she's also like more than that yeah and he just I I mean if she's bringing aggro to him he's also definitely bringing it he to her he's always so it's like, met or initiated that like I've never if, felt yeah. it's one-sided it's always seemed like never. they both had a mutual dislike Yes, um, I would agree. And I, it also feels like she tolerates him for Archie, just like he tolerates her for Archie. Yes, um, and which he does is weird. It's not like, like they're getting much money. out of. Like he's yeah. always like, "Ooh, delicious catering from guest." Like, okay, dude, I guess just sell yourself for food or whatever. Uh, yeah, that is kind <laughs> of a little bit. Un- thing, but though. then he's like, mm, "Betty's delicious home cooking," and he like makes fun of Veronica's cooking. <laughs> it's yeah, weird. it is. And then there's the yeah. whole, like, Jughead as woman hater, which he really dislikes Veronica in that respect because... 
know. You know, Betty's got nice male traits where she, like, can fix cars and isn't always sexual, but Veronica being the sex pod. God, I never thought of it that way. No, that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a rejection of femininity. Yeah. You know? I'm really glad that modern Archie seems to be moving Jughead away from that more and more. Less about hating women and more about not interested in dating women. Yeah, he's more so become... And actually in the Jughead, like, graphic novel, like Mm -hmm. the teen series, he's legit canonically asexual. Which which is, like, like, cool. Just hating all women, not cool. (laughs) Right. Like, it makes, makes more sense. It's more representative which is nice yeah it's less uh aggro towards women <laughs> like yes. you know all things we want uh and <laughs> yeah. it explains away that character trait very easily you know yeah but again you know there's no way a man in the 60s would have been like yeah this dude's asexual because no. they didn't know what he's that got meant. a pin that makes women obsessed with them <laughs> god all right. Well, before we get too into the weeds with our Jughead fan cast here, yes, I have a uh, Veronica voyages for, yes. for us if we'd like because I would love I've that. talked a lot about these. Like, they very much like to do these travel comics mm-hmm. with Veronica, um, and I honestly think they're really fun. They're yes. usually kind of like a weird storyline just made so well, you can learn about the place. Love interest and a sightseeing montage. Yes. And usually it's, some kind of crime? Sometimes, yeah. You know what? It, it switches. Betty gets all those detective mysteries, but Veronica also has solved a fair number of crimes in her abroad ones. Her, Yeah, it's like Veronica gets the kind of like, oh god, I don't know, it, it's like, like almost fatale. the Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah, she's got kind of like the, you know, she like accidentally, or not accidentally, but she like stumbles onto like a yes. smuggling ring and she foils their plot. Yeah. Whereas Betty is like, you know, a, a, a crying boy comes and he's like, I lost my puppy. Mm-hmm. And then she stumbles, you know, is, is like doing, Veronica. it's more of a detective story with Betty. Yes, like. exactly. That's Betty seems to, to seek it out and yes. it goes with her like journalism and research skills. But Veronica... She, like, falls into something and she's like, fucking let's go. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm here for it's it. I'll break up this smuggling setting. ring. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, her jet setting and her she daring do down. very much. Yeah. She's help her daring. With that. And I think that's part of why a lot of people like Veronica more than Betty is that. Yeah. And I'm not saying people, like, generally that most people. But I feel like a lot of people like Veronica because she's what we'd like to be a little bit. You know, I oh, think totally. we all wish we were a little bit more daring and a little bit more she's, willing to just jump into the fray and hit the ground running. She's a bit of an escapist fantasy because yeah. you get to be like this very confident, very attractive. And I feel like we can like maybe relate to Betty a bit more in that, you know, yeah. she's from a small town. She's not a super wealthy billionaire, you know. Her, she wears her anxieties on her sleeves a Betty's bit more. Betty's maybe more of an attainable goal. Like yes, what is we it? can all be a little bit more like Betty. You know, we can all be kinder. We can all be caring and compassionate. There, there are two sides. Like the best way to be is a bit of Betty and a bit of Veronica. Yes. Like you know, which is why there's such a great fucking team. Exactly. Like Love I was it. reading an old um, Veronica cut before we get to my yes, Veronica broad. <laughs> um, I was reading an old Veronica comic last night and it literally was talking about how Betty and Veronica are like two sides of the same girl. Yes. 
And I mean, it was not great because it was kind of gross and objectification and all that stuff. There's a lot of that in the uh, um, Betty and Veronica <laughs> conversations. There was like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> there was like a kernel of truth in that because it's like they really are like, you know, the two sides of the same person, you know. They're yin and a yin. The, they complement exactly. each other. Very much. If either one of them could find a partner that's like that, you know. And that's not Archie. Yeah. Or Danny Father, I don't know. Oh, that'd be oh. fucking cool. Um, so yeah, I have for us. Uh, yes. This is Veronica in Germany. And we it is a four-part series. Yes. Uh, script by Kathleen Webb and pencils by our boy Dan Parent. Love Dan Parent. Yeah. So the first chapter is Munich is wunderbar. <laughs> Yay! Um, we've got a big splash panel of Veronica gushing there about Bavaria. There's always a splash panel in the front. Oh, yeah. I love it. Uh, there's is like she a going, wild like, with background. Her hand behind her head and like. Uh, she's got one of these, the Macaulay oh. Culkin kind <laughs> yeah, of like Home Alone. Face. Yeah, you got it. Perfect. Uh, yeah, she's in front of this wild background uh, that's like four panels. Um, and it, so it's like a pile of Christmas presents. A bunch of Christmas trees, two very German-looking people drinking beer, and then, like, a German-looking town. Yes. And that's just her. She's, like, talking about how excited she is to celebrate Christmas in Germany with cousins or family or whatever. Um, she's being greeted at the airport next by her cousin, her aunt, and her uncle. I'm going to tell you their names, but for the rest of the summary, <laughs> they will be referred to as aunt, uncle, and cousin. Sounds good. Um, it's Uncle Gunther. Mm-hmm. Aunt Gisela and cousin Elka. Okay. Uh, they get in the car and drive away. Veronica tells us that she's also going to be picking up a present while she's here. Uncle Gunther works or runs a VMW factory, oh. so she's going to pick out a new VMW. Oh, cool, Veronica. And, to yeah, take right? home from Germany? Apparently. Damn. It'll get shipped, I guess. Rich people. Um, I know. Uh, in the meantime, she's exploring Bavaria with her cousin. Uh, Is her cousin they, her age? I yeah, yeah, they're about the same age. She's got, like, this awesome, like, 80s pixie mullet. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, that looks really good, and she's wearing, like, like a white turtleneck sweater. Like, it's just great fashion in this one. So she's very aesthetic. Yes, yeah. Gotta love um, that 80s Archie. Yeah, I don't know if this is from the 80s, but it looks like it is, so I'm just gonna assume. Yeah. Um, yeah, they pull up to the house. Veronica is, like, all confused because she can't see a Christmas tree. So they tell her, yeah, she's like, I don't see a Christmas tree through your window. <laughs> like how she comments on it before they go in the house. I know. She's <laughs> like, <"Hey." laughs> and then they're just inside. Um, and they tell her they don't put it up till the day before Christmas, which is a German tradition, I guess. I didn't realize. Hmm. Um, for now, they only have an advent calendar and a wreath. I mean, there's going to be a lot of this where it's just Veronica learns about a German tradition. Yes, like in all <laughs> she the learns... or, uh, Veronica voyages. Yep. Uh, sh like she learns about Christkindl, which Ooh. is just German Santa, kind of. And then Veronica is talking about how she wishes she could stay till Christmas to see the tree. And they're like, well, you can't. <laughs> we don't want you here. <laughs> You've got to get the fuck out of here. We, get, we can't let you see what happens on Christmas. German Christmas is a closely guarded secret. She pulls out a bunch of presents from the lodges from America. Um, the aunt takes them. She's like, oh, we'll put these away till Christmas. And then they call it a night. And then the next morning, they're just 
at the train station in Munich. Oh. Yeah, they took the U-Bahn. Uh, they're just name-dropping that. Yeah. They walk past the town hall in Munich, which is called the Neves Rathaus, to see the Glockenspiel. <laughs> okay. Which is like a big cuckoo clock with little figures that come out and dance and shit. Yes. And then they go to the uh, the Christkindles Market, uh, which is like a Christmas market, and get some cookies, which are Lebkuchen, <laughs> just gingerbread, it sounds like. We're learning so much about German Christmas. I know, right? Uh, they go to a boutique, Veronica buys a touristy-ass dress, <laughs> um, and her cousin makes fun of her for it, which is pretty great. That is good, I like that. She gets her dad a beer stein to drink his orange juice out of. Oh my god, Veronica. Her cousin takes her to see the Pinacotec, which is an art museum. We have a panel of them that's just like in front of it, and then the next panel, they're sprinting back to the Christmas market. Oh! There's a panel where Veronica just says, Say, what's that interesting church? Oh, good. <laughs> and we learn that it's the Flavenkirche, whose symbol <laughs> domed towers are the symbol of Munich itself. Uh, they get home and eat more cookies, and then they put out their shoes for St. Nicholas to fill with treats. I like that. I know, right? Veronica thinks about how she feels real silly doing it, uh, but she does it anyway. Oh my god, she's got such an awesome braid here, by the way. Ooh. Um, she looks like um, Diana in the beginning of like the Gal Gadot Wonder Woman. Oh, damn. Yeah, like it, it looks very good. Nice, Veronica. Um, I know. In the morning, her high heel shoes are f overflowing with apples and walnuts. Oh my god, how would you put an apple in a high I don't know, Damn. but it's really funny. Uh, the aunt comes in and tells cousin that Wolf Dieter is here. I'm sorry, um, his name is Wolf? Yes, it is. And this is a villain character, I assume. How did you know? <laughs> um, Elka is very excited, cousin is very excited. And she explains that it's her fiancé as she runs into his arms. Aww. He looks like a big perv. <laughs> like, I'm I'm sorry, but he does. He's got, like, the big... I'm picturing the prince from Frozen. Mm, if you mixed him with, like, a bit of Prince Humperdinck... Oh, God. From, like, that kind of, like, very, like, kind of like a helmet of hair. <laughs> you know what I'm talking? Like, yeah. that 70s, like, rug. Oh, yeah. And then he's got a big mustache, so... Ooh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that mustache really turns it for me. Yeah, right? And it's not like a friendly one. Um, <laughs> it's a perv mustache. He's, he introduces himself to Veronica, and he's like a big old creep. Oh, and good. she feels it too. Okay. She, like she, she's like, oh, because he says, I'm glad I returned from Greece in time to meet you, Fraulein. Oh, and he's okay. got like kind of like a face. <laughs> And Veronica says, that's nice, and then thinks, I think. Um, <laughs> I love when right. she does that. I know. Chapter two. Veronica and cousin are in skiing gear atop a hill, looking out at the Alps. Is it some hot 80s skiing gear? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's pretty great. Veronica's in blue, cousin is in red. And Veronica's got, like, the goggles just pushed up on her head. Uh -huh. I don't think she ever pulls them down. Well, she's oh, no, she does. Hot. Okay, good. When she actually is skiing, she does at least. Okay. Veronica's pointing out the tallest mountain. Uh, cousin's talking about how nice it was that the fiancé could bring them skiing. And at that moment, he wolf? likes... Yes, the wolf. He skis up behind them and makes like a perv comment. He's like, are you beautiful women talking about me? And then this is where I kind of lose it because 
he's like, and you, Veronica, were you talking about me too? And she's like, giggle, that's for me to know what? and you to find out. And it's like, Veronica, what are you doing? That's weird. Like, why are you, why are you flirting back? You think he's a perv. Yeah. Uh, he's got some big old hard eyes. Yeah. Um, and cousin interferes and suggests that they go skating instead. They ski back to the lodge. Veronica suspects that, rightly so, that cousin is jealous of her. Fiance makes some weird comment about the Olympics, just so that they can get to the ice stadium. Okay. Like the skating rink, rather, <laughs> um, because it's where they had... It's an Olympic ice stadium, yeah. I guess. We learned that the Olympics were held in Munich in 1936. Good to know. Yeah. Thanks, Wolf. Fiance is skating with Veronica, like very much like arm around waist what holding one hand yeah like Can much you to cousin's if your frustration cousin's fiance did that to you veronica's like encouraging it too much veronica. which i really i just don't understand because she he says this is sehr gut yeah and she's like yeah yes very much so and it's like what do you mean what are you doing what are you doing cousin tries to show off to impress fiance or just get attention mm -hmm. and then hurts her ankle really bad because oh, she tries to do a double toe loop is she a skater uh, i i mean clearly not because she really fucks up her ankle oh, God, i mean skaters can fuck up their ankles pretty bad that's true i mean i guess she knows how in theory although to the dude's like should you the last time you tried it you almost fell oh god fiance takes cousin back to the hotel he like picks her up and carries her off to the ice and you know she's in a chair and they're pouring ice into a bucket where her foot is and then he just leaves her alone in the hotel to take Veronica to dinner. Fuck that. Which, this is the worst part. Veronica is clearly not loving this, but she also does nothing to stop it. Veronica, you can be like, hey, I'm going to stay with my cousin who I'm here to visit. We right. can get dinner like, delivered. We're rich people. This is the, this is the fucking worst, because Veronica's like, what are you going to do about dinner, Elka? And she's like, oh, you know, I'll have it sent up to the room. Veronica, stay here and have dinner with me. And Wolf just goes, nonsense. She'll come with me and have a good dinner at the hotel restaurant. The hotel and restaurant, Veronica's, presumably where you'd be getting it sent from. Veronica's like, shouldn't we stay with Elka? And he's just like, no, you're her guest. She wants you to have a good time. She clearly just said what she wanted you to do. Oh, I God, know. I hate it's this It's so guy. bad. At dinner, fiance is asking Veronica about herself clearly trying to figure out and whether she has money. how much money do you have? Exactly. A lot um, of it. Oh. We learn actually too, this is kind of interesting, just that um, Gunther, uncle, mm -hmm. is actually her father's first cousin. Um, not actually her uncle. Because huh. Wolf is like, why do you then call him uncle? And she says, because he asked me to when I was a little girl. Little girl. And yeah, he finds out that her dad is... Hiram Lodge, so he now knows she's super rich, and he gets very excited. He's got <laughs> money doll money signs or dollar signs for eyes, and also they're like radiating off of his head. Shouldn't they be like euros instead? Hey, yeah. <laughs> Veronica had like has his number, not like phone number, but she's like got him figured oh, yeah. out at this point. <laughs> I mean, she probably has his phone number too. She probably does too. He was probably like, here, here's In my case business you've card. Been lost. Yeah. Page me on my pager. And then he asks her to go night skiing. What the fuck is um, that? That's exactly what it sounds like. <sighs> she agrees again Veronica. for some reason. You can say no to people. God. I know. 
in the room. Said no to your cousin. Co- yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. It's rough. Um, she, like, goes back to the room to change into night skiing gear, and in the room, the cousin finds out about the night skiing and gets even more upset. Reasonable. Yeah, because cousin's like, hey, are you done with dinner now? And she's like, yeah, but Wolf's taking me skiing. See ya. And it, then cousin's, like, very clearly upset, what obviously that? thinks that uh, she's trying to steal her, her man. Veronica's trying to steal the man. Which uh, I would think they're... that, too. She's doing everything to indicate that. And yeah, exactly. Um, the cousin and, or I'm sorry, fiance and Veronica are night skiing and she goes off a big hill that's not actually that big. No, she's fine. But then the fiance gets really concerned about her, even though she's fine. And she rightly is thinking like, hey, why didn't she do this to my cousin when she like broke her ankle? Yeah. And then when she gets back to the room, she's confronted by her cousin who's waiting for her dramatically in an armchair. Oh, yeah, she, like, clicks the light on. Why yeah, have basically. Why you been, Veronica? I-, I told you we were night skiing. Exactly. She says, I thought you were resting, and she says, that would have been very convenient for you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so we have chapter three. Oh, also, I forgot to say, the second chapter was called Wolf in Cheap Clothing. Oh, Jesus. Uh, and this third chapter is called Breath of Bavaria. Oh. Cousin is accusing Veronica of trying to steal the fiancé. She tells Veronica that she doesn't have to encourage the flirting. Yes. But she knows that her fiancé likes to flirt. Which, I have in parentheses, I said, which is usually a red flag. Yeah. Oh, can be. Can be. It kind of sounds like the cousin's like, well, he's got bad behavior and I can't do anything about that, so I'm going to be mad right. at you. Yeah, it's rough. Um, Veronica tells the cousin that she's staying close to the fiancé because there's something fishy about him. Okay, Ron. Could have communicated this earlier. Exactly. Uh, cousin is pleased that Veronica's not inter- interested in the fiancé for herself. What is she and gonna do? So everything's Steal just him good. back to America? Like... Yeah, right? The next morning they leave for Oberamagau, which... Uh, they're never really clear what that is, mm. if it's a town or a region. I think it's a town. Okay. Um, they're going to see a passion play, or there just is a passion play there. It's very weird. <laughs> I'm not sure why it was happening. Okay. Story-wise. It's obviously just so we can learn about this area. Yeah. But they get to the town and talk about how wood carving is done there, and how there's like a state school of wood carving. Next, they go to Neuschwanstein, and we learn about that. There's a joke about a very big staircase in the castle. They're, then they're in a cave in the castle, and the fiancé is being gross. Like, it's literally just them walking through Neuschwanstein. Then they're in the king's bedroom. Um, He's like, in the- bed, huh? Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, and then the cousin straight up calls out her fiancé for being gross, uh, and shocker, he's gross, because he's like, oh, hey, careful going down these stairs, Veronica, you might slip. And so Cousin's like, hey, what about me? Aren't you concerned for me? After all, I am your fiancé. And he says, don't be childish. Shouldn't I be polite to your cousin? It's Didn't like, she, oh, like, boy. break her ankle yesterday? Seriously. Why is she going downstairs at all? I don't know. Cousin is so upset at this point that she wants to go home to Munich. Uh, and the fiancé tries to protest, but cousin insists, and Veronica puts up no resistance, yeah. so they just 
go to Munich, I guess. Okay. Yeah, back in Munich, they walk into the house, um, or Veronica does, and the aunt is like, oh, yo, you're home early. And Veronica's like, oh, we came back uh, early because Elka and Wolf were fighting, at which point Cousin runs in, sobbing about the fact that the fiancé just broke up with her outside. And Veronica just says, I was afraid of this, which seems insensitive at this moment. Yes. Cousin gets upset and then tries to blame Veronica for all this. And then Veronica just says, Elka, do you know what a gold digger is? (laughs) Jesus Christ. And Elka's like, a what? And Veronica explains that it's an American term for someone who's only after you for your money. Cousin is saddened that fiance only loved her for money um and then we learned that he was always asking about the money (laughs) so i feel like they should have gotten this sooner (laughs) like hey elka how's it going also the money though yeah yeah like uh the aunt straight up says he was always asking father prying questions about our money (laughs) what the fuck dude like he's Um, a bad gold digger yeah, good thing it's you not picked the most oblivious family in the world. Seriously, never heard of I the guess concept they're, before. They're just not used to deceit in Germany. I guess nope, none of that there. No German listeners, tell us if we're wrong. Yeah, are gold diggers a thing in Germany? Does deceit exist Please. there? Can you lie? <laughs> um, Veronica leaves her cousin and aunt to kind of like console each other, mm-hmm. and she thinks about how. She's worried that he's trying to get with her or how he's going to, like, try and get with her now. Mm-hmm. That never happens. Like, there's never even, like, a moment where he tries to pursue oh, really? her. So don't worry about that. No. Weird. It, it comes up again, but not in the way that they make you think it will. Huh. And chapter four, the final chapter, a true German Christmas. <gasps> But she had to leave before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Veronica, aunt, and cousin are all at the uh, Nuremberg Christkindle market again. Good, good. Uh, they're looking at decorations and getting pretzels. Um, when Veronica like spots someone she knows sitting down, what? Uh, it is the she. It is the famous Greek heiress, Jacquina Onesimus, oh. whose family is worth more than the U.S. Treasury. Oh. So it's probably still poorer than Veronica. But yeah. Yeah, and there's a man with her Uh-oh. that Cousin points out, and Veronica's like, ooh, I wonder who. Uh, she met this heiress at a party, in mm-hmm. case you were wondering. Good to know. Yeah, they're like, oh man, I wonder who. She's been with a dozen different wealthy guys lately. And he starts to turn around, and they're like all excited to figure out who the latest boy is when they realize it's Wolf. Wolf. <laughs> um, yeah, he's sitting there chatting with her. And then... Do they dump water on his head or something? Uh, well, first he's, like, apparently dirty-talking her. What? Um, because <laughs> she mean? says... Okay, so there's, like, a panel where, uh, you have, like, just some dialogue from the two of, of the heiress and wolf. Uh-huh. And the heiress is saying, giggle, oh wolf, do not say such things here in public. Whoa. So Yeah, he's dirty-talking in the fucking Christmas market. Damn, wolf. Really are a um, wolf. Yeah. And then, to, as you guessed, Cousin takes a full pint of beer and dumps it on his head. And they walk away as Veronica shouts a warning to the heiress. She's like, if you ever finds a woman richer than you, Jackie, dear, watch out. Which I kind of love. Yeah. They find the aunt and that's it. Um, that's so weird. They're just friendly again. 
Uh, the next day, the what's up? That's just so weird that he was like, I'm going to dump you, not for Veronica, but for some third party that we didn't know about until just now. Yeah, like, I know. What? It was it was like literally like you think it's going to get set up where like Wolf pursues Veronica and Veronica has to be like, no, but no, huh. none of that. They just get a delicious little moment where they dump beer on his head. Uh, and he says, blub. <laughs> and <laughs> good, good. The next day, Uncle takes Veronica to pick out her new car. And he introduces, once they get to the factory, oh. he introduces Rupert Minderman, uh, a top sales representative, who will help choose the car. Good, uh, good. At which point, by the way, Cousin is there too. At which point, Cousin jumps in the air with hearts over her head and a loud boing. <laughs> Veronica is pleased, and Uncle, like, is like, oh, why do you think I introduced them? <laughs> okay. Yeah, because Veronica's like, oh, looks like he's already helped Elka forget about Wolf, and he's like, hey, why do you think I introduced him? You know how Dad always she's... set us up on dates. Oh, constantly, Classic yeah. With all his move. subordinates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Veronica hugs him. She's like, oh, you old matchmaker. And he thanks her for helping find out the truth about Wolf, who he says, I never trusted Wolf. Thank you for helping her find out the truth. And it's like, yo, dude, you should have at least been like, yo, I don't think your fiance's on the level, honey. Like, Weird. keep an eye on your... I don't know. Just like, no, no, no one in this family did anything about this very obvious gold digger. Yeah. Huh. Upsets me. Anyway, as the trip comes to a... That's it, by the way. We don't get to see her pick out a car oh, okay. or what the car is. It was just so we could meet Rupert. <laughs> as the trip comes to a close, Veronica is packing in her room. She's thinking about how she doesn't want to go back to Riverdale and how Germany is exciting and Riverdale is boring and how she wants to stay for Christmas. Fair. Um, then the aunt comes into a room, comes into the room and she's like, Oh, hey, come downstairs. There's something I want you to see. And so we have a shot of Veronica coming downstairs and being surprised while the family's like yelling, surprise, from off panel. <laughs> it's her birthday! Yay! <laughs> ah! uh, we see that they put up the Christmas tree. Aww. Veronica's like, I thought you wait till Christmas Eve. And they're like, yeah, we normally do, but we wanted to put it up for you as a last treat before you leave. That's so nice. And there's more. They have a table full of gifts from Germany for mm -hmm. her. And they're going to open the presents she brought them. Oh, oh that's so So everyone's nice. going to have presents. I know. She thanks them for giving uh, her a new precious memory. Uh, the cousin thanks her for helping to see the fiancé for who he really was. And so, uh, or actually also for helping her find Rupert. Her true she says, love. Yeah, I might never have met my darling Rupert. So I guess they're together now. Okay. And she's like, Donkishun from the bottom of my heart. And then they all hug in front of the Christmas tree, and Aunt says, Fulicha Weihnachten, which is very Merry Christmas. How lovely. And that's it. Oh, and in the end here, by the way, Veronica's got some really great bangs. Oh, nice. Honestly, the fashion in this one is so good all around. Yeah. There is, there is a storyline where I think Veronica's just wearing a Santa hat the whole time. Oh my god. The entire chapter, but it's, yeah. That's amazing. So there you go. Veronica in Germany. I love it. I love that we got a little Christmas in this one, too. Yeah. Merry Christmas the season. and Veronica. Yeah. Well, I think that brings us to about a close. Any parting thoughts on Veronica? I think, 
I think we kind of hit it all with her, or at least hit as much as we could in this episode. Yeah. I, I guess the only last thing I'd say is she is an only child. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is true. I, a lot you know, of her, it, her personality, I think, is, it, you know, there's, there's stereotypes about only children for a reason. Oh, yeah. She's, Especially only children who are rich. Yes. Betty very much comes from, like, a bigger family. She's got two siblings. Mm-hmm. Her mm-hmm. presumably middle class. She's always done chores and helped out around her house. Both of her parents yeah. work. There's a lot of Veronica comics, too, about, like, <laughs> that one where she's, like, home alone and talks about, like, being home alone and how independent she is. And there's, like, 90 servants working around her. Oh, yeah. And she's like, I heard a spooky noise outside. 50 security guys, go check. Oh, yeah. I and it ends that. with her being like, it's not so bad being home alone after all. Right. Don't her parents get home and they're like, were you okay without us? Something like that. Yeah. You know, and that, yeah. that one where she like has a headache and her family rushes in like the doctors. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's always Yeah, because been... she like runs away to live with the Coopers or yeah. something. She's mm. always been on a pedestal. She has. And I mean, her parents put her there, so it's... Fair, but it also that makes she would sense get that used she to expects it. to be put on a pedestal by the people in her life. Oh yeah, definitely. It explains a lot of behavior, yeah. honestly, when you are the daughter of the richest man in the world, mm-hmm. and you are the only child as well. Like there's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that you just wouldn't probably experience the same. And there's very much that that back and forth of like. Mr. Lodge being disappointed in Veronica for being a high school student, essentially. But then being like, wow, you're a brilliant genius. You've increased our sales by 50%. I know. He simultaneously expects everything and nothing from her. Yeah. And this is where we also get into the big difference between, like, traditional Hiram Lodge and, like, modern Archie Riverdale Hiram Lodge, who's a big old dick. Like, Hiram Lodge of the classic comics is fine. Like... He's shitty yeah. sometimes. He's generally okay. He gets mad at it's her just... about spending too much money, but then right. also pampers and spoils her. Like, I mean, honestly, he's what you would expect from a, like, comic book about teenagers. Yeah. As a high schooler's dad. He's like, you know, he yells at her. But loving. Right. He yells about overspending and the phone bill. He like, doesn't like Archie. You would... Yeah. Like, these are all normal dad things. Mm-hmm. It's just, he also happens to be the richest man in the world. Yes. Like, so, I mean, I, I honestly think, we'll say main timeline Hiram Lodge. I think Hiram and Hermione are, like, fantastic parents for Veronica. Yeah. There's obviously things they could have done better, as every parent could have. But, mm-hmm. like, yeah. he cl- They clearly love her. Yeah. And, like, they clearly want the best for her. And, like, I think that's really what matters. And I think it's common for your parents when you're younger to be like, uh, why are you interested in these things? I don't understand you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big time. It's less about Veronica happens. and more about teenagers. Right. But then we do I get mean, many comics where she, like, takes over a business. Like, isn't there one yeah. where they open, like, a nightclub on the beach or something? Uh, yeah, there totally is. Like, Betty um, and Veronica and Archie, like, take over... I think they open a disco. Yes. And it's super okay, now successful, but it's so much work that they're like, ugh, I can't do anything fun. Yeah. They're like, we can't even have fun at our own disco, yeah. which we didn't think of when we opened it. <laughs> yeah. We thought it would be party party dance time. Or, like, the one where Veronica gets the coffee shop because she likes friends so yes. much. <laughs> We've talked about that one for yes. sure. Anyway. 
And it's a lot of work. Yeah. A lot of comics about Veronica learning the power of hard work. Yeah. Which I, I will say, as bef- we are getting deeper and deeper into the weeds in the outro, um, it's fine. I will say I, I really like that that is one of the things that they have kind of added to her character is that she is a very hard worker. Yes. You know, and, and especially that's part of her like. going all in. Yeah. Like she doesn't oh, yeah. do anything halfway. Especially like our Riverdale Veronica. Yes. Who's the best? Well, as always, this has been Riverdale High AV Club. You can find us uh, various places around the internet, but the best place where you're going to find all of our stuff is going to be our website. Uh, that's got our Twitter, our Instagram, our Facebook, and our email. Do you have that website for us, I Megan? I sure do. RiverdaleHighAV.club. And Perfect. that also has our Podchaser link. If you want to leave us a review there or on your favorite podcatcher, we love to hear feedback yes. from you guys. Really means Super a lot. Super exciting. And as a delightful Christmas present, maybe you just pop in there and leave us a review. Yeah. I know. I'd love it. I would too. Sit down on Christmas Day, open up Podchaser, see all those beautiful reviews under the tree. And if we don't have any, you're all dead to us. <laughs> <laughs> no we're gonna go full true. dark no stars veronica style <laughs> just like exactly turn that hot tub heat up to 11 drown chuck and dump some syrup on him. that was a betty move oh that's true <laughs> veronica that's true. was just gonna kill him betty smeared syrup on his head taking it too veronica far. was just gonna handcuff him to the thing yeah. or whatever i i was also just gonna say that if you guys like the show and hopefully you do if you're listening to it then really the best way for it to be like grown and for it to spread is for you to leave us these reviews, leave us some sort of rating or tell a friend about it. Like we appreciate all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, I I know I personally like it when my friends get way into podcasts, I tell them about. So yes, uh, we always appreciate that. We but sure do. I think, think we can call that an episode. So This has been the Riverdale High AV Club. I've been Ezra. And I've been Megan. And we'll see you at the Chocolate Shop. Bye! Bye Bye-bye! God, I um, just Cooper just reached his whole arm under the door. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Can you pull it back out, buddy? Are you okay? Let me make sure he's not stuck.